Hi, you're listening to Dr. Shamina Johnson, and this is Dark Matters with Dr. Shamina, the podcast that focuses on learning to become conscious and aware so that you can take control of your life in this very challenging world. So what do you say? Let's get into it. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Dark Matters with Dr. Shamina. I'm your host, Dr. Shamina, and I'm glad to be back and joining you. And thank you for tuning in as well. Um, I don't always get an opportunity to be on this platform, um, but I'm always happy when I get a chance to do so. Um, I love to be able to share my thoughts and about what happens in therapy room or what I think could be helpful for you, the audience, um, in really becoming much more empowered and evolving as an individual. Like one of the topics that I want to talk about today, I think is so important. Um, I would go as far as to say that it is the cornerstone of psychological health. It is the separation individuation phase. And, you know, it's when you can separate and become your own individual from your parents. And the reason that it's so important is that you get a chance to experience owning your own thoughts. And it's a natural step in our own personal evolution as an individual. And Sometimes it's a very difficult process, but nevertheless, an important process of development. And so I'm going to share with you some of my thoughts and hopefully you can relate to some of them, but also a little bit of a personal experience um, of this process of separation, individuation. So back in the early stages of the pandemic in 2020, um, my father underwent a triple bypass surgery. You know, my father is was in his early 70s at the time, and he was seemingly in really good health. Um, But even prior to the surgery, I noticed my father becoming weaker, more fragile, and even more vulnerable because he's aging, right? He's getting older. And in some ways, he also became a little more childlike in his behavior. And in other ways, he became much more real to me. He became a three-dimensional person to me. He became someone who was much more than just the word dad or father. He became a real person. And I'll, I'll explain a little bit about that later. But, you know, over that time, you know, a lot has changed since that time and also in my years of becoming an adult. And I definitely there was definitely a push for me to become much more self-aware and expressive in my waking life, um, especially in my platonic and intimate relationships. Um, When I was growing up, expressing any type of vulnerability was not encouraged There were so many factors that contributed to that. Um, Being black, living in the inner city of Los Angeles, there was a lot of drugs and gangs in the 80s. And, you know, self-expression was discouraged because you did not want to appear weak. But also self-expression under the history of slavery as a black person never felt safe either. 
you know, there were consequences to being weak. You know, outside of the culture of being black in my family home, there was a theme of denial, denial of one's own emotions, like no one talked about how they felt. And I never knew what my mother or my father felt. I didn't know what they experienced emotionally. I rarely saw any emotions such as sadness, hurt, or even affection for that matter. I saw what they did. (laughs) You know, they went to work and they provided for their family, which is great. Um, They were just keeping, you know, all the leaks of life, you know, plugged up. And it was really admirable and fine. You know, I admire them for that. Um, But when dinner would roll around, it was pretty much a list of what was done during the day. What did you do? What did you do? What happened? What did you do? Pretty much a conversation of nothing. (laughs) An emotional desert. It wasn't like I was suffering. I didn't feel like I was suffering through anything. It was just, it felt normal not to have a conversation about how you feel. Like, what are your thoughts? What are your dreams? What are your aspirations? And in turn, what I learned through those experiences growing up was not to value my own emotions. You know, it's hard to find value in something that you don't experience, meaning We learn to value our emotions when we have the space or the foundation where emotions are encouraged and validated. I found more value in what I did in a performative way versus who I was internally. And so I'll go back to my parents a little bit. Like I I didn't know very much about my parents growing up. I didn't know what their hobbies were. I mean, generally, I love my I know my father. He like to go fish, but outside of that, I didn't really know very much about his internal world or what my mother or father's, their childhood experience was like, or the, even their own relationship with their siblings or even their parents. My parents felt like statues to me. And when they did say something about life, it was like the word of God <laughs> shouting down at me. It took on this mythical quality. And I think some of you may have experienced this from your parents. I'm not sure, but if it resonates, um, that's good. I, I mean, I see this sometimes also with my clients today when they come in and they talk about their families. They're struggling to understand their own emotions, how to communicate, be real with themselves in their relationships or even at work. And sometimes it's hard for them to even utter the words of their experience without feeling some nervousness. And many times they have never been asked, they've never even asked themselves or had someone ask them questions about how they feel. It's like having a new experience of yourself. It's like an awakening. And so I mentioned this is because it becomes difficult in figuring all this out because when your parents are like statues or gods to you, What do you connect with? What do you connect to? Think about it. If your parent is like a statue or a god to you, then they can't be a real person to you. And it's very disorienting because even though you are surrounded by people, you're also just feeling like alone. In your own world, 
You don't know what to do, what to say. Your parents are just titles. Mom, dad, mother, father. And so based on this personal experience and what I've learned from it, like I encourage my clients, you know, to this day in the therapeutic room, the therapy room, like I encourage my clients who have children to share with them about who they are with their kids, become real to them. Now, I'm not saying go to your five-year-old kid and talk explicitly about being sexually abused. That's not what I'm talking about. But I do think that you can say something more conversational, like, I feel scared sometimes too. I make mistakes. When I was a little girl, when I was a little boy, and my mother or father screamed at me, I cried. I was scared. I had so much doubt about myself. You know, general conversations that allow your children to know you are a real human. Because it's in that moment your child can experience, wow, like my father or my mother, like they're amazing. They were scared and maybe they felt insecure at different points in their life like I am maybe right now. And I don't have to think I need to be perfect. I have permission to be human. And I can exhale a bit. It's in those moments when if you need a shoulder to cry on or when coming home, it doesn't feel so lonely. That mom and dad doesn't just become a word. You know, realizing that your parents are people is this ultimate step in growing up. Because it's only when you experience that change in perception do you fully grasp that you are an adult. You and your parents are equals. Now, that doesn't mean that you can be, I'm not saying be disrespectful or be mean to your parents, but it just means that you're no longer engaging with your parents from the framework of child to parent, but from adult to another adult. They're not some invincible, all-knowing breed of superhuman to you. They're real people with real struggles and anxieties and hopes and dreams. And it's kind of weird, this change and this shift in perception. Like, I realize that this shouldn't be a big deal, but your parents are the people who brought you into this world and they can have a huge influence on how you relate to yourself and to other individuals. And that's not something that you can control. But as life progresses, so do our relationships. They evolve. And as you lose your innocence from being a child to an adult, so do we lose our concept of parents. You know, it took me several years of undergoing this process to really, truly understand it. And, you know, lucky for me, you know, I was able to make it on the other side and I I realized that I've grown to accept my parents as flawed people. But there is still a small part of me that goes through a psychological wormhole and has to separate from them, from the role of caregiver and provider. You know, that part of you that demands this fantasied relationship of just give me what I need from you and be my dad and like love me like I mean, that part of me is no longer dominant because sometimes that change in perception happens when you become a parent 
or when you even become disillusioned by the fantasy of staying in the parent-child dynamic. But let me tell you, being forever young is overrated. As I learned to grow as an individual and I became my own person, I found myself questioning my parents' beliefs and their actions more and more. Adulting. (laughs) I mean, even looking back at some of the decisions they made for me as a child, although I respect their choices, I don't always agree with them. There's a lot that I would have done differently, and there's a lot I will do that they won't agree with either. I mean, often these different opinions are a cause of contention, but that's not necessarily a negative thing. You know, because as we continue to disagree on things, I can see how my character and who I am as an individual is separating from them. And of course, they're probably the people who've had the biggest influence on my life and who I am. But regardless of that, I am still an individual. And in being an individual, my life is mine. I've realized my life is mine and mine alone. And my parents can advise me as to what to do. But at the end of the day, the decisions are mine to make. But growing up and removing them from this godlike stature I subconsciously put them on has allowed me to accept that they are fallible human beings. So when you realize that your parents are people, you may, you might like them and you might not. You might decide that you want to keep them in your life or you might move away from them. I'm aware that through many shortcomings of my parents, I fought very hard to develop a good, very realistic relationship with them. But even if things hadn't progressed in this way, I wouldn't have been able to prevent my change in perception of them or myself. And I don't believe I would want to do that. Because it's only when we start to separate and become ourselves from the role of the child that we can fully become and embrace our own self, be it with or without our parents. So I just wanted to share my experience so far because it's still evolving as my parents continue to age. But maybe some of you can relate to this and maybe some of you may look at your relationship with your parents differently. All I hope is that at the end of the day, during this journey that we call adult life, adulting, you can start to learn to empower yourself to be thoughtful and have a very realistic relationship with your parents that won't be based on guilt. Thank you for listening to Dark Matters with Dr. Shanina. Please don't forget to share this on social media and I'll catch you next time.